and welcome to Nightcap with Jim. I'm the titular Jim, and tonight we'll be discussing a wide range of topics, beginning with the Joaquin Phoenix film, You Were Never Really Here. For more content you may enjoy, please check out our Morning Mugami podcast and our other social media content at Mugami Players on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and YouTube. Let's get into it. So, uh, beginning with, uh, well, let me... Uh, Actually, uh, before I get into it, uh, so like I said, this is going to be a pretty diverse episode. Um, so we're going to start here with uh, "You're Never Really Here," and then we're going to go into because uh, I realized after watching "You Were Never Really Here," there's no way I could fill up an entire podcast talking about it without it being a spoiler cast. And uh, I'm not really a big fan of doing spoiler casts, so um, you know I'm going to keep it uh, as uh, I'm going to you know go try to go spoiler free as much as possible. Uh, and then we're going to move on to uh, the death of Stalin. Um, so already it's a pretty weird episode. <laughs> We've got a you know crime thriller, and now we get a political satire. And here's where it gets even more uh, weird. Um, I discovered uh, a new mobile game called Sword Art Online Integral uh, Faction and Integral Factor. Excuse me. And uh, so uh, going to be talking about. Uh, my first impressions on this uh, Sword Art Online game. So, uh, well, let's let's start with uh, <laughs> let's start with the heaviest thing, and we'll work our way to the more lighter topics. <laughs> so, uh, you were never really here. I've been waiting to see this movie for a long, long time, and I finally got the chance to watch it last night, and uh, I was pretty well blown away. Um, Definitely, this is not the kind of movie for everybody. Um, I'll say that right off the bat, or right off the back, as Heath would say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's very very interesting. Uh, this movie, it's it's pretty uh, thought provoking in a couple of different ways. One, just the uh, story, um, the title, you know, uh, impacts kind of what how you feel at the end of the movie. Um, uh, but also the actual subject material, i.e., you know, political corruption, um, public service corruption, uh, and uh, the uh, sex trade, and uh, especially um, in this particular context, uh, dealing with underage girls, uh, pedophilia, and so on. So it's a pretty uh, dark movie, to say the very least. Uh, a lot of really heavy shit going on um that's uh you know pretty pretty messed up stuff so uh so yeah it's definitely not a movie for for the faint of heart um because i mean it just goes to these really super dark places uh that um you know are pretty upsetting to to say the least uh so uh joaquin phoenix's character joe he is uh He's a Marine, served in the Gulf War, and he's an ex-FBI agent turned, I guess you would call him a retrieval specialist. He, uh, he's taken up this, this line of work wherein he um, goes out to uh, find and bring back uh, kidnapped um, children. Uh, and throughout the film, there's these little flash, these little flashes 
of of previous events in his life that uh, definitely informed his decision to you know leave the Marines and join the FBI and then leave the FBI and just be this kind of rogue. I guess I guess you would call him a vigilante. Um, this you know vigilante retrieval specialist, and uh, he meets out. Uh, his own personal form of, of justice in a uh, very effective and brutal manner. His weapon of choice being a 16-ounce uh, uh, ball-peen hammer. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Uh, interestingly enough, though, this movie is not actually as violent as you would think it is. Um, because of budget constraints, they weren't able to do, you know quite the kind of things that you would expect to be in a movie like this. Um, it's more aftermath. Um, but the aftermath is still pretty brutal, and there are some, you know, sequences where you do see, you know, Joaquin wailing on dudes uh, here and there, you know. So there's there's some violence, but most of, mostly the, the, the stuff, it's aftermath. So, uh, you know, it's not quite as bad as, you know actually seen, you know, uh, a, uh, a prop or an effect, uh, you know, wherein someone gets their head clobbered in with, with, with a ball-peen hammer. So, you know, um, it's, it's not quite as bad. It's, you know, it's definitely not like a gore fest or, you know, um, or anything like that, but, uh, it is pretty gory. Like I said, there is plenty of aftermath, um, that you see. So, and that's pretty bloody as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's still pretty, it's still pretty hardcore. Um, Lynn Ramsey uh, wrote the uh, screenplay and directed uh, and adapted from, from a novel uh, by the same name. And, uh, she, I mean, wow, she just did an amazing job. You know, uh, the, uh, the writing is, is very, very, very good. It's superb. The direction is is incredibly good, uh, you know, and coupled with the music and the cinematography, music by uh, Radiohead guitarist Johnny Greenwood, who's been doing uh, some film scores um, over the past decade or so uh, that are really fantastic. I'm a huge fan of Johnny Greenwood's work, um, especially uh, his soundtrack work, because uh, he just he's able to create these absolutely wonderful, uh, you know, lush, uh, or simplistic soundscapes, depending on what the mood is and what the film is, and, uh, he's just exceedingly good, uh, in, in his capacity as a composer, and then Thomas Townend, uh, cinematographer, who I've never heard of before, but, uh, delivers some of the greatest cinematography I've ever laid my eyes on. Uh, absolutely phenomenal job this 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 dude did uh, you know everything from you know that gritty you know down and dirty you know streets of New York look to these just gorgeous you know shots of of nature trees lake and whatnot and then these incredibly exquisite underwater sequences uh, that are just absolutely mind-blowingly beautiful, uh, hauntingly beautiful, but beautiful nonetheless. Uh, and, and just overall, you know, the crew and the cast just did an extraordinary job. You know, some, some fun cameo, uh, 
performances, uh, n- most notably John Dillman. Uh, you may not know the name, but you uh, will probably recognize him, especially if you uh, are a fan of The Wire. Um, and, uh, you know, just a lot of really great uh, little performances here and there, because it, you know, it's pretty much every scene is uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, but, uh, you know, everyone does just a great job. Joaquin Phoenix, what can I say about Joaquin Phoenix in this movie? Um, absolutely extraordinary. He uh, really swung for defenses on this one and connected, I think, and really, you know, knocked it out of the park. Uh, just one of his best, if not his best, you know, uh, period performance. Um, best performance, period. Uh, just absolutely, just absolutely, just absolutely amazing what uh, what he was able to do in this movie. He really, really definitely went all the way and didn't hold anything back, and it definitely shows. Um, now, I might totally uh, butcher this, but... Uh, Ekaterina Samsonov. I think I got that right. Ekaterina Samsonov. Yes, uh, she is the uh, young uh, young lady that uh, um, plays Nina, who is the uh, main um, subject of of uh, Joe's uh, retrieval uh, efforts. Uh, she is a uh, Nina. She is a daughter of a senator who's run away and been taken um, out of opportunity and forced into the uh, underage sex trade. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, this movie's pretty fucked up, (laughs) Uh, to say the least. Um, But uh, Ekaterina Samsonov, she just, wow, what uh, a young talent she is. Absolutely wonderful performance by her. Uh, really exceptional, I gotta say. And uh, as far as I know, she's pretty much come out of nowhere. She's done a couple of smaller projects, smaller, a couple smaller roles um, previous to this film. Uh, but this one, really, really, she shines um, and just delivers uh, on on uh, on such a high level. Uh, of of skill and talent and you really can see that uh, she's got the chops and you know uh, like I was talking about with the you know uh, last week um, you know fingers crossed that we get to see more of this of uh, this exceptional young talent going forward in the future uh, the basic story of the film if you don't know it, I've kind of gone over it a little bit uh, Joe he's this you know Ex, ex, uh, well, not ex marine because marines are marines uh, until they die, <laughs> uh, and even after, um, so they say. Uh, so my, so no, no offense, um, but uh, so he's a marine, ex FBI, and he, he, you know, now he works uh, for himself, going around trying to uh, find and retrieve missing or kidnapped uh, children. This uh, senator comes to him, uh, contacts him, and says, you know, hey, my daughter ran away, and uh, I think she got picked up by some, some really bad hombres. I want you to go get her, and I want you to hurt him for me. And uh, I'm not going to go any further beyond that, uh, because this movie does have some twists and some turns to it, and uh, I do not want to ruin these moments. Um, 
that come after this for you. Uh, so that's pretty, that's kind of the basic gist of it. Um, really just a great movie, you know, uh, definitely not, actually I guess I wouldn't say a great movie, I would say more of um, a, an extraordinary movie. Uh, it's definitely not for everybody. Uh, I'm going to say that again. I want to reiterate that point. It's definitely not a movie for everybody. It's very dark. Um, it's kind of abstract in certain cases. It's very brutal, whether that be, um, you know, from some actual violence that you do get to see that is on-screen violence or whether it's off-screen violence that we see aftermath of. Uh, so it's plenty bloody and gory, Um Fair warning, you know, uh, but uh, I think it's I think it's a movie that's that's you know worth seeing if you're a fan if you're a fan of film, you know, uh, if you want to see some beautiful cinematography, some beautiful hear some beautiful music, see some amazing performances, uh, some great writing, some uh, great direction. This is definitely uh, a movie that you you'll want to check out. Um, and that's going to do it. Like I said, uh, you know, there's not much I can say about this movie without completely ruining the story for everybody, and I did not want to do that. So, uh, you know, just kept it, uh, kept, uh, you know, as, as minimal, <laughs> you know, smallest amount of information I could possibly convey to you. Uh, so that's going to do it for, for this segment. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back to talk about uh, the death of Stalin a political satire film. Uh, we'll be right back in a few minutes. Stay tuned. All right, so The Death of Stalin. Now, uh, this movie is pretty awesome. Um, it's another film that I I would not say is really for everybody. Um, I don't know. It's, there's something about it that seems to me that might put some people off a little bit uh but uh then again what do i know um it's just it's just one of these movies that like especially like the way that they advertise it they advertise it to be way more of like a straight up comedy than i personally found it to be i found it to be more of a dark comedy dramedy kind of a movie kind of like in bruges um you know uh moments of great extraordinarily well done comedy, uh, but with plenty of, of darkness, uh, to, to the comedy, and also drama, so it's not, I, I don't believe it's as straight up a comedy as, as the advertising I've seen made it out to be, that's just my personal opinion though, you know, what do I know, um, but it's really, really good movie, you know, uh, such a great, amazing cast, you know, Steve Buscemi, Simon Russell Beale, Andrea Riseborough, Rupert Friend, Jason Isaacs, Patty Constantine, I mean, the list just goes on and on, Jeffrey Tambor, uh, I mean, just amazing, you know, absolutely amazing cast, um, fantastic, just a fantastic cast, uh, it's a very interesting movie, I gotta say, um, obviously, it's not really a spoiler, Stalin dies in the movie, <laughs> um, and so the movie really kind of it, it's 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 really the 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 story that we're dealing with is you know the last days of of Stalin's life you know and and seeing 
you know, how the Soviet Union was working while Stalin was alive, and then this tra- and then that transition from from his leadership to uh, and again, this isn't a spoiler alert. It's this is you know, I mean, it is a political satire, but it is based in truth uh, to you know some extent, um, including you know actual historical facts. And, you know, if you know anything about the Soviet Union, you know that Nikita Khrushchev um, eventually uh, became, you know, the, whatever you call it, uh, general secretary or whatever of, uh, you know, the leader of Russia, um, you know, uh, in, in the wake of, of uh, Stalin's death. Eventually, uh, Jeffrey Tambor's character, they call him Georgie throughout the film, um, he was the deputy, deputy, the deputy to Stalin, so he stepped in, um, as, in, is as leadership, uh, uh, immediately following Stalin's death, and then was voted in by a committee, and then eventually Nikita Khrushchev did some stuff, and then he got the, then he took the gig, and then after a while, some dudes took him out, and so on and so forth, so, you know, uh, but, um, so, so yeah, it's, it's this, it's, it's the primary, the primary focus of the film is the transition of power, uh, and, and the, uh, transition of, of ideas and of, uh, policy, um, following Stalin's demise, and it's, it's pretty interesting, um, to see, this it's because it's a very different um, political kind of atmosphere than than democracy is, uh, especially American democracy, or maybe not especially American democracy, depending on you know where what period of time you're looking at. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so you know, um, it's very interesting, you know, to see especially this particular period of time. Uh, how the Russian government, you know, um, worked, and again, it's all very general, you know, because uh, this is a it's a political satire, you know, it's it is based in truth and fact, but you know, there's liberties, of course, taken with it, um, because that's what every movie ever made ever does, um, which you know. Fingers crossed that, uh, you know, they'll let me do some true story stuff, because, like, uh, I'll actually make, uh, you know, the first true story movie that nobody's gonna be like, yeah, there's nothing that's not that, like, all that happened. Uh, it happened exactly that way. <laughs> so, like, basically, that's my, my, my goal as a filmmaker, is, is for when you go on, like, IMDb, uh, internetmoviedatabase.com, and you scroll down, there's, you know, a trivia you know, crazy credits, uh, soundtrack, and then there's, um, a goofs section. My goal as a filmmaker is to be the first filmmaker to have no goofs in the goofs section. That includes continuity or, uh, camera follies or whatever, you know, just no goofs. <laughs> That's my goal. So, you know, but, uh, yeah, but it's very interesting to watch, uh, how these guys, you know, Nikita Khrushchev and, and the head of the NKVD, the security services, um, and, you know, and see Jeffrey Tambor's Georgie, you know, step into this role, this leadership position, and all these other characters, you know, uh, working around because, you know, they're, uh, 
you know, especially during Stalin, when Stalin was alive, you know, plenty of disappearances, quote unquote, um, you know, executions, uh, um, you know, all this, all this kind of really crazy shit. Uh, that he would do to people just because he didn't like them or because this or that or the other thing. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty pretty intense. Uh, like I said, that's why I think this movie's not such a straight-up comedy as, as at least the advertising that I saw uh, led me to believe it was. I thought it was going to be way more of a straight-up comedy, uh, but it's definitely, you know, a lot of, like, a lot of dark jokes because these guys, you know... You're talking about, you know, Nikita Khrushchev and the head of the NKVD, uh, who, you know, are not the, uh, you know, nicest guys out there, and they've, you know, and, you know, the entire cabinet, indeed, um, council, uh, all had some kind of dirt on their hands, or at least under their fingernails, uh, you know, some blood on their hands, or at least a couple of drops on their lapel, so you know these these are all these are all guys that you know did some dirty shit. Um, so there's you know some some like execution or exile or disappearance jokes, uh, you know just some kind of dark some really dark stuff. Uh, but that's interesting to me. I like I like when you know like to me I believe that that is um, when comedy escalates uh, and elevates itself to high art is when, you know, you can make something so tragic and so uh, inherently and morally wrong and just fucked up in general when you can make something like that funny, you know, somehow or some way. And uh, and to me, that's that's when comedy can, can uh, you know, elevate itself to, to being high art as opposed to just, you know... A form of entertainment um, that I, I feel like a lot of people don't take that seriously, um, you know, in terms of just like the skill you need uh, and and so on and so forth. You know, I, I consider you know comedy, stand-up comedy, and films and whatnot just as much of an art form as as drama. And uh, you know, I I agree with Joss Whedon in that you know. Um, I totally agree that if you can do comedy, you can probably do drama. Because comedy is a little bit harder to do than drama when you think about it. You know, it's a lot easier to make someone cry than it is to make someone laugh. And so, you know, Joss Whedon, especially, he's one of these guys that has no problem casting, you know, people who who are comedians or been known for mostly com- mainly comedic work in dramatic roles. And it's funny, there's actually, I'm, you know, I'm totally getting off topic, uh, but, um... If you go back and you watch Serenity, um, the continuation of the TV show Firefly, there's I for, uh, Sarah Paulson, um, and she uh, has a small cameo appearance as a, uh, as a uh, you know person um, leaving a hologram message, uh, and uh, it's the first like real you know, um, meaty, dramatic role that she ever had, and, uh, she just knocks, knocked it out of the park, and now, you know, fast forward to, you know, today, and, uh, she's getting all this work as, as, in, in the dramatics, so, you know, 
it's very interesting to to see that kind of stuff um but yeah this movie was really just so much fun um to watch to to you know enjoy but also you know much like uh you were never really here very thought-provoking at the same time you know making you know just like kind of popping the hood of the soviet union you know in the 1950s and um seeing what the mechanisms were and and how everybody worked and reacted and and uh, and whatnot together um uh, so it's very 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 interesting very very interesting movie uh, but very funny as well. Jason Isaacs as uh, Marshall Zukov is just amazing. Uh, absolutely fantastic job. You know, just all around, all you know, all across the board. This movie was amazing. Um, another thing that's interesting about it that I'll say the last thing I'll say about this movie before I go: if you haven't seen any of the advertising, uh, like a trailer, or if you you know whatever, uh, if you know nothing about this movie. Um, just be prepared, because uh, it could be a little bit jarring. There's no Russian accents in the movie. Uh, the The director he he made the he made the decision that you know he would just cast actors, and they would just use their normal speaking voices. Uh, one because you know it would the you know Russians obviously would put it under scrutiny and be like, "Ooh, it is horrible Russian accent." Um, and then also you know they did he didn't want the actors to have to worry about their accent while they were trying while they were improvising so you know just their regular accents but it also brings about an air of authenticity because nobody really has the same accent in the movie you know like usually when you watch a movie that's you know russian uh you know just like a like a movie that takes place in a foreign area uh but you have english-speaking actors you know speaking english but in an accent from but in you know the, that region's accent you know it's typically all the same accent you know like you have you know for like just uh, you know on this one you know everybody would probably talk like this yes we are from Russia we like vodka oh yes uh, dancing bears in the in the NKVD and you know all like all they would just you know everybody everybody's Russian accent would probably sound the same and that's not how any country is that I that I know of, you know, every country, you know, every dialect, you know, has multiple dialects, multiple accents, because, you know, people from this region don't speak like people from this region, so, you know, you have the, you know, you have, you know, your, like, multitude of English accents, and then you have, you know, your Irish and your Scottish, and you got, you know, and you're, you got Scottish, where some people you can understand, and some people are just completely unintelligible, uh, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So the so the idea of all these different actors, you know, English actors, American actors, and so on, and them all just performing in their own accent actually brings an air of authenticity to it, where it's you know all these people have very different accents, and so you know they're it's kind of, and their accents are even kind of reflective of their characters, um, you know, uh, dialect. So, you know, for instance, the actor who plays Stalin, he has a very kind of working-class British accent, uh, and that's because of who Stalin was, you know. He, he actually grew up in Georgia and didn't start to learn how to uh, speak Russian until he was, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, 
uh, but he spoke with a very thick Georgian accent, and the particular region of Georgia he was from was very working class, farmers and, and things like that, so, you know, it, it definitely could have sounded like a very rustic uh, mode of speech, uh, his particular dialect. Uh, to to the other Russians, especially you know one, uh, Russians of uh, you know uh, uh, from the quote unquote higher classes, you know aristocrats uh, and such. So it's a very interesting move and uh, one that I think uh, is is worthy of praise um, because it's just such a smart idea, you know. All right, well that's gonna that's gonna do it for Death of Stalin. Uh, gonna take a little quick break here. Actually, you know what? You know what? Yeah, actually, hold. I'm gonna never mind. Never mind. Um, instead of continuing on and talking about the uh, Sword Art Online video game, I'm actually going to uh, call it here, and maybe I'm gonna save on. I'm gonna hold on to that. Uh, talking about the this new game that I've been playing. Um, maybe I'll put it on Thursday's episode, but I might not because that one looks pretty diverse itself so uh maybe uh maybe we'll do uh, yeah we'll do a sword art online episode sometime in the future that's what we'll do uh that sounds a lot better actually uh my apologies for for retroactively changing the plan of this episode if if you heard if you know if uh, you were excited uh when you heard earlier in the episode i was going to talk about this new sword art online game um <laughs> my apologies uh but i think this episode went went well enough as it is, uh, that I don't need to have add this, uh, third thing in, so, uh, and, and plus, I love Sword Art Online, so I think I'd, I'd much prefer to, uh, keep that in my back pocket until we do, uh, you know, maybe a special on Sword Art Online, or, uh, just an episode, a big, big Sword Art Online episode, uh, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> my apologies again, sorry, uh, sometimes things happen. Um, anyway, that's that's going to be our show for tonight. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please tune into the morning show with Heath uh, and our other social media content at Magami Players on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks again so much for stopping by for a nightcap. Good night. <laughs>